In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. God bless you all today. We approach the end of summer and the beginning of fall. May God cool it off a little bit. So, uh, this encounter with Christ takes uh, place at the Sea of Galilee, Lake Gennesaret, another name for it. Uh, just the beginning of a story, we were on a beautiful trip uh, to the Holy Land, and our first stop was in Cana, a Galilee. So we spent the night in a hotel overlooking the Sea of Galilee. And it was about 8 o'clock at night, and I said, I gotta swim. I gotta go in. This is where the apostles swam. This is where they caught fish. The Lord was here. I just jumped in the lake and swimming out. I'm sure everybody said, who's that crazy guy? Swimming at 8 o'clock at night in the Sea of Galilee. So every time I think about that, it's just beautiful, beautiful place. Beautiful event. We see this uh, encounter with Christ, a life-change encounter of the apostles. We need to understand that when Christ interacts with us, interacts with us, it should be life-changing. We encounter the divi divinity. Humanity encounters divinity. That should change us. So we'll go through this a little bit, this encounter with Christ and his interaction with the apostles uh, and see how important it is. For God desires not just to be with us, but to transform us to change us more and more into his likeness. Are you becoming more and more like Christ? That's the goal of the Christian life. Not just to be with him, but to become more like him. Kinder, more patient, more loving, more enduring, more forgiving. This is life. This is the Christian life. So let's kind of take a look at this event and see how that might help us see that uh, need to trans be transformed. So it, he said it sat down and taught the people. You know, there's a beautiful line in the scripture in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Take my yoke upon you, and then it says, learn from me. Christ is always teaching us. Every day of your life, every moment of the day is a lesson. He's teaching you. He's giving you something to deal with. To deal with it well, to deal with it in a holy way. To encounter somebody that's difficult to forgive them, to pray for them. To endure a, a, a situation that desires patience so that you're, 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 you're kind of put in a position where patience is demanded of you. The Lord is teaching us every day. We should look at that. Lord, what did you try to teach me today? Help me today pay attention to what you're trying to teach me. The Lord's a teacher constantly. We really have to understand that and not just walk through the day and try to get through it. We should look at the day and, and look at it very uh, in a spiritual way that allows us to see what God is trying to do in our life. And then to see at the end of the day how well we did. 
That's why there's a prayer of repentance at the end of every day. Because <laughs> normally we stumbled somewhere. So he tells the disciples to put out into the deep after they've labored all day. And the church interprets this as go deeper. Go deeper into your spiritual life. Be more serious. You know, I've shared this before, but you know, when you come before an icon, you want to get kind of a loving, fuzzy feeling. And I walked up to St. Athanasius with this idea that he was going to give me this, oh, you're doing really well, Father. And every time I stand before his icon, it's a little different now, but I got from him, be serious. Be serious about the Christian life. Be serious about your pastorate. Be serious. Each of us need to be serious about what God has given to us and that we care for it well. The gift of his relationship we have, we need to be serious about it. Be more intense about it. Be better at your prayers. Be better at loving people. Be better at forgiving people. Go deeper. There's blessings in the deep. There's blessings in the deep. You know, sometimes life circumstances just takes us there. We're in the deep. He puts us in the deep end. So we need to understand that in the deep end, there's great blessings. Pay attention. It's very, very important that we see that God will put in our life opportunities to go deeper. We need to take advantage of them because those are the moments where we are truly transformed and changed by God. And their first response was a bit of a doubt. Master, we toiled all night. <laughs> we toiled all night. I've, I've been trying, Lord. I've been trying to be better. I'm trying to get better. You know, it's very interesting. I remember in thinking about this, um, a couple of lines from um, the saints uh, St. John of Kronstadt, talking about love and how difficult it is sometimes to love. And he says, at the end of his little exhortation on loving, he says, force yourself to love. Don't just try. Do whatever it takes. I tell couples that when they come to me about marriage. If you're just trying to be good, you're trying to do well, that's one thing, but that won't get you over the hump. You need to be able to say, I'll do whatever it takes. And we have to see this about our Christian life. It's just not trying, I'll try harder, Father, to love them. No, force yourself. So I was in a situation one time, and I went to Bishop Basil, who was our bishop at the time, and I said to him, you know, said, nah, I've got the really difficult situation here. and You need to take care of it. <laughs> and bishops are really good about saying, no, that's your job, Father. And he says, you know, the way to get over this, Father, is to love the person 
And I said, I do. And he said, love him more. Love him more. Don't think that you have enough now. You have to push beyond that. Push beyond yourself. With the help of God, we can love more. With the help of God, we can force ourselves to love. So, important that we understand that part of our, our life. And then, the second is, but at thy word, I will let boat out into the deep. So this great mystery that we encounter when we obey God. Okay, I'll do what you say. This great mystery that we encounter when we obey God. There's a blessing that comes up under that obedience. Even in the simplest things. Just in obeying God throughout a day. Obeying God... Uh, I'll share from our standpoint, from our journey. Obeying God to move ourselves into the ancient church. It was not an easy thing to do. We had a lot of strong-willed people who had a lot of opinions. And how did every of all those people get into one area and take a step into the ancient church? It was a miracle of God. It was an act of obedience. We all knew that this is what God wanted us to do, and we were given a gift, beloved. The deposit of the ancient faith. All this here, because people back in the mid-80s said, Lord, we're just going to obey you. And sometimes we just have to take that step, that step of obedience. When we know what God wants us to do, and we just have to step into that obedience. There's great blessing in obedience. Sometimes we just have to put aside our own way, our own thoughts, and obey. With the help of God, we can do this and gain great blessings. The next uh, is that this obedience resulted in a great catch of fish. And so we see this blessing that God gave to them. Uh, I remember that uh, when we were kind of working through all of this, um, this catch of fish, we were grateful that we had uh, come to a point where God had blessed us with this great deposit of the ancient faith. And Metropolitan Philip told us, make America Orthodox, which was good. Bishop Basil came and uh, he said, you know, Metropolitan Philip is... is, uh, kind of allows and encourages us to be enthusiastic about things and encourages that enthusiasm. But he said, you know, St. Herman couldn't even do that. <laughs> he said this. It really stuck with all of us. He said, that, and I remember Deacon Scott asked the question, well, then what's our goal? He said, be faithful. Just be faithful. Let God do what God's going to do. Just be faithful. 
I encourage you to do that. Just understand the importance of just being faithful to what God has given and what you know is right and good to do. Be faithful to that. So, Peter's response to this was, uh, I'm a sinner. Humility. This great moment of encounter with Christ, encounter with holiness, brings us to humility. Lord, have mercy. I was thinking about that, and there's this great, uh, I'll end with this. As we approach communion, we're encouraged to do pre-communion prayers. One of those prayers written by St. John of Damascus. And uh, part of it is uh, this. He said, like the harlot and the woman with the issue of blood. Uh, let me back up a little bit. Uh, had mercy on the Canaanite woman who did open the gates of paradise to the thief, open to me also the compassion of thy love toward mankind, and receive me as I approach and touch thee. And like the harlot and the woman with the issue of blood, for the one by embracing thine immaculate feet, receive the forgiveness of her sins. And the other, but by touching the hem of a garment, receives healing. And I, most sinful, dare to partake of the whole body. When we come before holiness, we need to come with great humility. The woman with the issue of blood received healing. The harlot received forgiveness just by touching the hem of the garment, just by, by a word from God, and we partake of the whole body. When we encounter holiness in any form, it should bring us to great humility and great gratitude to God. That he, that he loves us that much to bring his holiness next to our unworthiness. So may we understand this gospel lesson. Um, Lord, teach us that which, what, what we need to know. Allow us to come before you with gratitude, humility, and thanksgiving. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.